Hey, this is Steven Crowder with Louder with Crowder to tell you about one of my favorite sites on the web, AR15.com. I know you hear AR15 saying, isn't that the scary black rifle? It is, but AR15.com is actually the best website if you want a community from which to learn about how to care for your gun, gun safety, where to find concealed permits, courses, as well as the best online gun store in the business. I'm talking ammo, accessories, upgrades, all of it can be found at AR15.com. That's AR15.com. For the Motor City Maniac, the wit from the mitt, the Great Lakes Grandmaster, the Motown Madman, the Mittens Killer Kitten. We ran out of nicknames. You're listening to Louder with Crowder. Good morning, everybody. You are listening to Louder with Crowder, and it says it's such a beautiful morning. Isn't it fun, Dip? <laughs> hey, you're not in Michigan. What, what What is the temperature in Michigan right now? Well, let's see here. 14 degrees. I had to brush off the car. I had to shovel my way to it. I mean, it's only like an inch and a half, but who wants to have, who wants to trudge through that when you can, you push the shovel to the, your car and then you brush you know, it off? And get I'm it going to need a shovel to shovel through your negative attitude and complaints. Yeah. See what I did there? That's like an old yeah. teacher joke. Yeah, 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 that's funny. <laughs> it's like a teacher. You know you know what the biggest issue here is? Is your attitude, young man. You must have gotten that, you must have gotten that a lot. I was a charming child. I, I, I've been miserable since about 40. <laughs> <laughs> you just crossed over. You hit the point where you're... Yeah, I, I'm like, okay, now, I, 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 say, I, I passed my curmudgeon test. And I said, okay, now I get to shout, get off my lawn, you little buggers, or something like buggers, you know. And then uh, what is the other one? I get to complain about my sore back and uh, the the little hairs that grow out of your ears. I'm an official old man. Yeah, well, you've officially been an old man since 15, I think, if you look at the actual blood work that's come back. Uh, <laughs> the more- <laughs> I was so healthy then. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like an old man. I've got all these back problems, but I am glad to be broadcasting right now uh, live via the interwebs, doing a lot of work here in Dallas with the Blaze. Such a big week. You know, we, we, we like to keep this show light. We like to keep this show entertaining. Obviously, it's a little different from what you'll listen to on AM radio. Oh, it's a lot different to what they usually listen to on AM radio, let's be honest. But you do get weeks like this where you've got to just address some serious tragedy. What's really sad about this, and I was talking about this with with Fundip before the show yesterday, and uh, we'll talk about this with our guest later. If it seems like we're bringing on a lot of the same guests in specific areas, it's because we're always having Islamic terrorist attacks. It's, It's nonstop. So every week it can be a subject of discussion. I mean, the fact is, that is the evil that we face in our time. I know it's an evil that this administration does not want to acknowledge, or or certainly 
Certainly they want to sweep it under the rug a little bit. We don't want to call it Islamic terrorism. You saw John Kerry didn't want to call it Muslim terrorism. Howard Dean said that these people who shot up this newspaper in Paris were as Muslim as he was. Those were his words. I mean, yeah, because we wouldn't want to act as though it's Muslim terrorism when someone shoots you or 12 people for drawing Muhammad yelling out, Allahu Akbar, our prophet's been avenged. I can, if you are a detective, if you're, if, if you're trying to get to the bottom of this case, Kojak, you don't need any more evidence than that to, to, to apply a motive. You need more evidence to find the, the shooter. You need more evidence to, to maybe find the gun. But to figure out a motive, you go, oh, that guy shot these 12 people yelling out, Allahu Akbar, our prophet's been avenged. I, I think we've gotten to the bottom of it. I believe we've found our motive. I'm not entirely sure. But what's important, and we'll get into today, is... And then, obviously, you have the political stuff like Boehner. People are pretty mad that he won. Uh, listen, I am not a John Boehner fan. I've never been a huge fan. But a lot of people don't understand how that system of government works. The fact is you have no say over who the speaker is. You have a vote in your representatives. This is not a democracy. It's a representative government. Have their vote. And they voted in this guy. So don't just take it up with Boehner. Take it up with the people who actually kept this guy in office, which is, of course, another problem. But, gosh, the Islamic terrorism thing, let's just be honest, that's 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 the topic of the day, and it's not a topic we're going to cover in just Republican talking points where we have the same people on that you'll see anywhere else in the news or AM radio, and we say, Muslim terrorism is Barack Obama. She's supporting Muslim terrorism. Is he a bad president? Is he a Muslim? We're not going to talk about that. Let's get to the root of the ideology. Let's get to the root of the problem here on Lotto with Crowder, multiculturalism. A lot of people hear that. I mean, if you hear multiculturalism, fun dip, you probably think, right, that sounds pretty benign, right? It sounds pretty divisive to me. Multiculturalism? Yeah. It's like, okay, why can't we all just be people instead of having to go, oh, look, I'm not like you. Oh, look, I'm not like him. He's not like me. She's not like, oh, well, nobody's like each other. We're all completely different. When I was a kid, we never <laughs> noticed that, the that you know, you know Miss Castro was different from Mr. You know, Tomaszewski, was different from, you know, Mr. Ivezai. We didn't care. It was just a bunch of kids hanging out. You're not like anybody. Well, I am I am That's probably most like one weird guy in Florida who's, you know, listening in his car or something. No, you're more like George Michael in a Los Angeles public stall. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah the, they, <laughs> they've said that that guy in Florida is a lot like George Michael, too. So. <laughs> That's the vibe you get off. Well, uh, ignore Fun Dip, because as much as he comes across as a curmudgeon, he's actually pretty well educated. So when he hears multiculturalism, he knows what it means, and he has a point of view. And, and hats off to you, Fun Dip, because most Americans, a lot of people our age, my age, hear multiculturalism, and they say, well, who wouldn't be for all these different cultures? Who, who wouldn't want multiple cultures? It's a beautiful thing. It's all these cultures coming together when it's not. And there's, it's at the... There's only one good thing that I've seen come out of multiculturalism. The food. 
The food, yeah, but you know what? The food can still come out of the melting pot that is America. I mean, America still has, you want to find the best Italian food, you're probably going to find it here in the United States. You want to find the best Indian food, you're probably going to find it here in the United States. Maybe the UK, but it's not necessarily going to be in India. And that doesn't need to be multi See, melting pot, the American way of, of immigrating, is you are now an American. You bring in your culture in the sense that you, you contribute that to American culture, but you don't get to come to the United States, use it as merely a geographic location, use it as merely a shelter, and remain Iranian, Mexican, Indian. You don't get to just remain that. You are now an American, and you bring a little bit of your flavor. Multiculturalism says no. It says we have no preset values we have no laws and a system of government and a system of of acting in society a way of acting in society to which we all mutually agree to adhere multiculturalism says no just stay the way you are we love you just the way you are terrorist bombing that's how it goes oh god that's this is just Let's be clear, we are not at all making light of the terrorist attacks. We are talking about multiculturalism and what people don't understand here in the States. If you look at Europe, we'll get to that here actually after the break. Let's do that uh, and get to the growing problem and numbers of multiculturalism in Europe and how that allows Islam to encroach uh, on what was once a great society and how a lot of these people just have not been adapting into Western values and why that's a problem. Louder with Crowder. You're listening to Louder with Prouder on Wham Talk 1600. Thank you so much. Was that, that wasn't dead air there. Was that fun dip? No, no, no. That was the bumper music. I just have it sent out of the buttons that go to you, but only to the buttons that go to the radio and stuff. Fun dip and his damn box of wires. Yeah. He's always look. He's still learning the new technological changes. Half of the time, that's because I find out about them in the middle of my newscast while I'm trying to read. So. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> Actually, you got these things last night. This is entirely on you, Fun Dip. Well, I wasn't here to open them up and load uh, the software onto this computer when I was at home last night. All right. So, couple of things. Um, we're talking about the terrorist attack. We're talking about multiculturalism. Dana Lash, actually a good friend of mine, I'll be doing her show here on Wham uh, later this afternoon or this evening, made a good point. And I've talked about this. I've done videos on this at louderwithcrowder.com for those of you listening terrestrially. How had God here been insulted, right? This was a cartoon that inspired the terrorists to attack. It doesn't take much to attack. When we say inspired, really, they're just looking they're just looking for a reason for a bar fight. That's what terrorists are looking for. Um, Dana said, I don't I've never understood this remedial logic that believes savagely murdering innocents in the name of a religious figure brings honor to said religious figure. Omnipotent figures fear no cartoon. Omnipotent figures fear no free speech. 
there isn't so much about car- this isn't so much about cartoons as much as it is about the forced wholehearted acceptance of Islamist principles. And that's very true. Listen, nobody else kills you for drawing a cartoon. I remember one time, I mean, I've done videos, right, that number in the many, many millions of plays where I've clearly mocked Muhammad. I keep thinking that they're going to kill me just by being associated with you. No, I think a coronary will get you a <laughs> terrorist. Hey, I made a doctor's appointment for next Monday, so I'm going to try to get fit once again, or as close to fit as I can get. Well, we want you to. We want you to be around Fun Dip, though we never know with you. You want Fun me to suffer is- as long as possible by being alive. Well, as long as this show's around, you will suffer, because half the time you don't want to do it. Half the time, Fun Dip does not want to do this show. That's the kind of show I'm producing for all of you, for for you tens or hundreds of thousands of people who watch online and on YouTube. My producer, half the time, I don't want to do it today. (laughs) It's like, damn it. Come on. We have to. Now, see, if I could clone me and I could have the other me read the news while I have fun, you know, doing a show, then I'd be all about that. I never want you cloned. I want that genetic line to be as limited as possible. Whatever it is, it's my cool. clone sleeps alone. So yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, you Pat, know, but, Pat Benatar song. Yes, I know it's a Pat Benatar song. I, I do think this though. Uh, you know what? Okay, let's go back before multiculturalism. Let's get into a history of Islam in Europe. Right. A lot of people don't fully understand. Why there's a lot of resentment with conservatives in Europe versus the liberal hipsters who want to be accepting of everything? Um, Dracula, you know who? You know Dracula? Do you know he's a real person, right? Fun dip. Oh yeah, uh, Vlad the Impaler. Vlad the Impaler. Okay, but do you have any idea as to what the history is of Vlad the Impaler? Uh, he was kind of a dictator and. Uh and uh, not a very nice guy, but they exaggerated in the, uh, you know, all of the vampire stuff. Well, uh, okay, a couple of things to understand. The, the real sort of, I guess, takeaway with Vlad the Impaler is everyone really talks about his brutality. I mean, you're talking about a guy who, forgive me if you have children listening, this is, we're talking about war here, so don't get mad at me, this is just truth. You're talking about a guy who would literally have cornfields of humans with with spikes through their bodies, cornfields of humans just laid out for all to see if you tried to come to his castle. If you tried to come to his land, that is what you saw. He would eat dinner among the writhing humans and bodies out there. People so, on spikes, the American dream. People on spikes, the American dream. But, so he was a sadist, no doubt. But a lot of people just go, he was a sadist. Well, he's also a hero to a lot of people in that area of Europe. Now, I'm not making a moral judgment here, okay? And, and, and believe me, I'm not shy to make moral judgments. This is one where I'm not. I'm just looking at it historically, and it is important to understand the historical context. How can someone be so brutal, yet be so revered and so respected by so many in Europe? Well, the reason for that is because he was single-handedly the only guy who really fought off the, you know, the Turkish, the Ottoman Empire. So as brutal as he was... His belief was you had to respond to the brutality of the Ottomans with at least equal or greater than brutality because that was the only language they understood. 
So, so to just say, you know, this guy just some guy just went out and just started, you know, he uh, there's there's old Vladdy again putting people through through spikes. No, that way he didn't just do it for a good time. He did it because he wanted to say, okay, if you want to come to my country and you want to do what you've done with all the other countries, you want to rape my women, you want to enslave my people, you want to destroy my country, and you want to turn it to your whole Islamic, you know, ideological world, which I'm seeing everywhere else, and it's terrible, you're going to have to come through all of your friends writhing on spikes while I dine and drink their blood in front of you. And you know what the Ottomans said? We go another direction. We're not coming over to your place for dinner. <laughs> no. I think we're, we're I think we're going to go out for your for for your Taco Bell. <laughs> yes, exactly. They decided to to veer off the yellow brick road and find someone who was more, you know, pansified in Europe. And I just realized pa- pansy is a, is a hate word. It's a strong word. It's a word you're not supposed to use. So, Vlad the Prince uh, won back his father's seat, put people all over. That's where they, Vlad the Impaler put people through spikes. They have some history. Oh, no, he put the spikes through the people. He put the people through the spikes. Well, it depends on how you look at it. You could say he put, uh, put people through spikes as well. <laughs> it seems like the spike goes through you, though. You know, the person. Well, it seems like it, but either one could be appropriate. People through spikes. Oh, so yeah. so you've got this big spike with a hole in it, and the person slides through. That doesn't well, sound did, nearly as no, bad. Not sounds like some sort of a playground game. <laughs> it's like a slide tube at the yeah yeah. Whee! We're going through the spikes. And there's Vlad. No, uh, it depends on who's. It, it entirely depends on movement. Is the spike stationary, or is the person? Stationary. It depends upon what's going through. <laughs> I would think. I guess. I guess you're right. By the way, since you're a grammar Nazi, what's the plural for curriculum? Curriculum. Curricula. Ah, very nice. We'll have more of this after the break. Louder with Crowder. I need more coffee. I'm a Thank you so much. Good morning, good evening, and good day to those watching and or listening on the interwebs. What a morning. What a week, honestly. This has been, uh, it's been a rough week. I remember when I woke up and, and just heard about the, the Paris attack and I heard 12 dead. I said, really? Uh, and I already knew what the show was going to have to be. So uh, for those of you who don't fully understand, who don't know what's leading up to this, this is, this is the needle point here of, I guess you'd say the whitehead, if you want to use that analogy, of the pimple that has been forming on Europe. It's the whitehead of the pimple that has been forming on the butt of Europe for the last <laughs> century. I never knew France was the butt of Europe. 
I, I, France is at least the butt of Europe. If you don't want to get to a more specific locale of the butt of Europe, if God were to give Europe an enema, he'd stick the hose in France. Oh man, that's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. You know what else is horrible? Me, I know. France. <laughs> <laughs> now, how do you well, say France is horrible in French? I don't know if horrible. Yeah, France est horrible. Ah. France, France est terrible. See, now it sounds really nice when you say it in French. Yeah. What's funny with French, for those who don't know, and you should know by now, I'm I'm French Canadian. I was born in Detroit, but raised in Montreal. My mom's uh, French Canadian. So the French Canadian, see if you can understand the difference. So, for example, okay, I will say, uh, I hate France in French Canadian French, and then in Par- Parisian French. So in French Canadian French, it would be, j'aille seul France. Parisian French would be, j'aille seul France. No, oh, so Parisians are gentler and they don't have as much oomph to the way yeah. they speak. They're more affected. That that's the problem. If ever, and we would get the translated films in Quebec, but the problem is, it doesn't matter what kind of a film it is. It doesn't matter who it is. They all had like pretty much the same voice. So you know, it could be Harrison Ford on Air Force One. You know, get off my plane. And then you get the translation, and it's. Ce c'est mon avion proprement. C'est temps de vas-y, vas-y. That's not intimidating at all. You know, you could have Braveheart, you know. Would you trade all those days for one day at freedom? Uh, c'est plus important, là, les jours comme ça, pour uh, être, uh, être, uh, être un pays, pour uh, que vous pouvez être uh, libre. He sounds all like just he's sitting there sipping a cup of tea or coffee. <laughs> I, I, would the Scots have drank coffee? I imagine so. But, I mean, the the French version sounds like he's just sitting in a cafe. You never know that he's going to war. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's just not super uh, – it, it's, it's not – what's funny is even though French is a much more expressive language than English, there's no word for love in French. Like, I love you and I like you is the same. Well, isn't it je t'aime or something like that? Yeah, but that also, if I say je t'aime, it can mean I love you, or if I say je t'aime, it can mean, oh, I, I, I like you, or j'aime ça means, oh, I like that. It's the same word. Huh. So amour, people are like, c'est l'amour. That's a different word for the sort of co- overall concept of falling in love, the, the feeling, you know, the aura, but actually telling someone you love them, there really is no delineation between that word m. Uh, as like or as love. The mm. only difference is the context in which you're saying it to the person. So it's really hard on that third date when you're starting to fall in love <laughs> to tell the girl, yeah, oh my gosh, I'm falling in love with you. I guess maybe right. more like the sixth date when you fall in love. But it's also an easier quick save. Je t'aime. Wait, you, you love me? No, no. j'aime. J'aime this popcorn, this cheddar ranch. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, that's a ticket. Which, by the way, that's so good on the popcorn, that uh, that seasonings salt. I can't eat popcorn anymore. I managed a movie theater. Really? You can't do popcorn? No, no, not after working at a movie theater. Every time I smell popcorn, it just smells like the dirt of the masses left on the floor. <laughs> how, how much more can you reject humanity? 
than with that voice. You have contempt. <laughs> what people don't understand, we'll get here to the Islamization of, Eng- of England, of Britain. You know, people think when you hear him on air, oh, Fundips, this happy guy does the news. That is a man <laughs> with contempt for 90% of society and the world at large. You should have seen the email I got from him yesterday. <laughs> I'm just glad there's cats in the world. There's something I can love. Oh, gosh. Anyway, the Islamization of Britain, let's get to that because this sort of provides us a context with France. It's important that you just don't think it's a bunch, you know, Muslims attacking France. It's not the same as 9-11. It's not the same as, as Muslims attacking the United States. So let's look at Britain. Britain is a little further along the trail even than France. In May, new census data published by the British government showed that Islam is set to become the dominant religion in Britain within the next generation. On being informed that the girl did not want to get married, this is a specific legal case, Muhammad Shakid Akhtar, Imam of Birmingham's Central Jamia Masjid Gemo Sharif Mosque, UK, said she's 14. By Sharia, grace of Allah, she's legal to get married. How about this? How about a new rule? You don't get to say grace of Allah. Allah has no grace. There is no grace. Fundip, take this for two seconds so I can hit a record button. Okay, so uh, tell me a little bit about what you have as far as this situation with Allah and grace. I want to know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, okay. Well, let me clarify exactly what it was that I'm talking about. So this person says this was, this was a case in England, right? Try and picture this happening in the United States. On being informed that a girl did not want to get married, Muhammad Sahid Akhtar Imam of a mosque said, we're talking about Britain, so let's not say there are a few radical Muslims who are are terrorists and ISIL, but not everybody else. This imam said, she's 14. She's 14. By Sharia, grace of Allah, she's legal to be married. That is Sharia. By the way, over 80 Sharia courts. Over 80 Sharia courts in England right now. That's ridiculous. Yeah, 80 Sharia courts. If you understand what Sharia, Sharia courts, basically, if you're a woman, feminists should be most angry about this attack. They should be more mad about this attack than anybody else. You know why? Because this is a place in the world where Sharia is already taking over. These attacks are to try and encourage Sharia, the same Sharia that entirely limits and it entirely eradicates free speech, whether it's a cartoon or a woman speaking up after a poorly made sandwich, and you have an imam here saying, by Sharia, by grace of Allah, she's legal to get married. How about this? We no longer get to use the term Muslims. You don't get to say grace of Allah because there is no grace of Allah. Allah has no grace. Christ is grateful. And I don't even care whether you're an atheist or you're an agnostic. Christ specifically allows you to be that. If you, believe, if you don't believe in him, if you don't believe that there's a God, fine. But let's assume that you do. Let's assume Jesus did. He was just some psychopath who believed that he was God incarnate. He said you have that right. And by the way, by his grace, you might be saved. That's a big different concept as opposed to we're going to weigh your good deeds and your bad deeds and Allah is going to finally get to decide, by the way, not covering up your whole body, that's a bad deed. By the way, wanting equal rights, women, that's a bad deed. By the way, free speech, 
that's a bad deed. So every single person who isn't a radical Muslim gets no grace from Allah. By the grace of Allah is an oxymoron. And you've seen that happen here in Paris. Maybe we should go back to talking about pizza. Oh, pizza does sound good. Pizza does sound absolutely delicious. I need uh, to get back to Brooklyn again. Sorry. I know. You know, it's one of those things. We we kind of ebb and flow here on this show. Well, that's because, you know, like, with the, the tense frustration of what's going on in the world, you need to breathe and think about something light for a moment so that you can reconvene. And then it's that's just the way to... Because if, if you were constantly thinking about all of the things that are going on in the world without ever any levity, you would be a bitter old man. Like be fun to me, yeah. <laughs> 85 Sharia courts. 85 Sharia law courts in Britain. How does that happen, Britain? How do you screw up so badly that you wake up and go, there are 85 courts who are going to let us beat the crap out of our broads. There are 85 courts who don't believe in free speech. I would love to, uh, you know what? There are 85 Sharia courts, right? So we talk about Islam. And I hate it when people go, well, there aren't enough Muslims speaking out against it. Well, I understand. We haven't polled all Muslims. But the, 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 the one or two Muslims on Twitter who, by the way, have not been condemning these actions en masse as Christians would of anything that could even be seen as Christian extremism, though we haven't seen it in, what, decades. Um, but a court, fun dip, would, would a court not be considered an official governing body or organization where their statement would hold some water, right? One would think. One would think. How many of these 85 Sharia courts have come out and said, this is terrible? We can we condemn these actions, and you know what? Bring these terrorists to our court. Let's try and get these terrorists into a Sharia court so that we can we can execute these people. I have not seen that from any. I'm not saying it hasn't happened, though I'm hinting at it, but I've not seen it. Eighty-five Sharia courts in England. I, I don't know how many there are in France. Seems to me though, that if you can move a jury in Texas because someone's in a town where no one will convict him. Uh, like that Bernie case, seems to me maybe you could move a jury to England from France. They're basically the same country anyway. It's 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 all going uh, going Muslim terrorist and uh, good for them. Good for you, Europe. Good for you, you progressive hacks. We always talk. I just love Europe. Europe is just such a different pace from America. This is what you get, Europe. We'll be back here after this break, and uh, we'll talk more about why Europe uh, is an absolute cesspool of filth and sadness where dreams go to die and how America can still be a last beacon of hope. So please just tune back in and we'll try and set set it up in a better mood after the break. Louder with Crowder. You're listening to Louder with Crowder on Wham! Talk 1600. 
If you're anything like me, you enjoy a good glass of wine. But finding the right kind can be a hassle. Or maybe you want to buy a nice bottle as a gift but don't know where to start. That's where Simplified Wine comes in. Simplified Wine makes buying good wine simple. Just call 844-297-WINE, where a qualified sommelier will take your information budget, send you a curated list, and then wine straight to your door. It's just that simple. By the way, they also have a price match guarantee, so it's not only the easiest way to get great wine, but the least expensive. All you do is call Simplified Wine at 844-297-WINE. That's 844-297-WINE. Or don't like phone calls, you can just go to SimplifiedWine.com and hit the Simplify button. Same thing, just digital. Any wine you want, they can get. Just call Simplified Wine at 844-297-WINE to have the best wine at the best price delivered straight to your door. Guaranteed. What could possibly be simpler? Call Simplified Wine today. 844-297-WINE. You're listening to Louder with Crowder on Wham! Talk 1600. Glad to have you with us. I don't even think that's a song. I am a strange animal. I just made that up on the spot. So, we were talking about, before we left, we were talking about multiculturalism in Europe. We were talking about the Islamization of Europe. We were talking about Vlad the Impaler. It's important when you see an attack like you do in Paris, that you understand the context here. You understand the geographical context. You understand the historical context. So let me give you a few dates. Uh, I'm going to pull these up. Gosh, we can go back all the way to the hundreds, not necessarily the thousands. So, um, okay. Let's go to the Crusades. So before this happened, how much do you know about the Crusades, uh, Fun Dip? Uh, not as much as I would like. You know what? We're going to have a guest come on who actually knows more about the Crusades. I have a, I have a cursory knowledge at best. And isn't, that, isn't it great? Isn't it great that you have a host here who doesn't say, I'm not going to let anyone else do the host job for you. I know everything. Yo, dope. I never do that. I say, you know what? I, ha- I know some people who really know their stuff on this subject, and I'm going to bring them on and let them speak. Don't you think that's a better approach? That's pretty neat. <laughs> Curb your enthusiasm, fun dip. <laughs> well, of course, we know that the, the Crusades were retaliatory action. Retaliatory, it was a reta- retaliation to a military version of what you're seeing culturally right now in Europe. They were trying to wipe out anything that wasn't Muslim. That was the goal. Now, people say, well, aren't the Crusades just as bad? Because, well, no. And I'm not I'm not supporting the horrific acts that were committed in the Crusades, right? There were some things that were just sadistic that were terrible. But do people see the difference between one group, Muslims, so before the Crusades, the Ottomans, wanted to get rid of anyone who was not Muslim? Anyone. Convert, dimitude, die. And then something like the Crusades or, or something like uh, my view, which is, only kill Islamic terrorists. All of them, yeah. Eradicate Islam, yes. But I'm not looking to eradicate Hinduism, Buddhism, Taoism, atheism, agnosticism, 
Scientology. I don't care. I'm not looking to eradicate any of those things. Ismism. Ismism. That's an ism. Yep. Only Islam. One, so Islam, they want to eradicate everything else. I only want to I only want to eradicate their ideology. Is there not a difference there or is it all just hate, fun dip? It seems like there is a lot of hate in every religion, but more so in in one particular one for all of the others. Okay, so now you opened up the box. What kind of hate do you see, let's say, in, in Christianity or even Scientology? Well, when I was a kid, I was playing, we had a field. Between, Don't tell me some story about a nun who hit you with a ruler. No, no, this isn't a nun story. This is a different story. Okay. So we had a field where we would all gather and we would, you know, play soccer or, or softball or whatever, or drive go-karts. Right. And the kid on the next street went to a Baptist church on Seven Mile, and my folks, uh, they didn't go very often, but we would go to a Catholic church on Eight Mile. And the kid from the Baptist church brought a friend home from school, and we all were hanging out in the field. And he says, hey, what church do you go to? And I'm like, oh, St. Gerald's. He's like, ew, Catholic, I'm not playing with you. And he turned around and walked away. Yeah. Did he blow your mom up? No, that's true. I mean, he yeah. wasn't quite that violent, but it's still hate. It's just a different it's level hate. of hate. It's an ignorant kid. It's hey, an ignorant kid. It's children the are the most hateful imam. people. Children are the most hateful people in the world. Children are selfish little. You said buggers. I'm pretty sure I can say bastards on air, right? I don't know. <laughs> you just show up. That's what you do with the show. You just show up. You don't even know the FCC regulations. Well, they've changed it. I mean, I couldn't even say uh, half of the things that I think when I first started in radio. That couldn't be less relevant to people being blown up on buses and news uh, paper organizations and planes. One kid making fun of you for being a Catholic in but, grade school. But it is still a type of hate. And that's what I'm saying. No, it's not. That kid would say the same thing for off-brand macaroni and cheese. Oh, you're not eating craft growth. But it, it is something that's bred in from the parents. A child doesn't come up with that kind of attitude on their own. So different churches oftentimes say, this church is bad, this church is bad. Uh, when I went to the church in Ohio, I ended up going to a Pentecostal church, and they said, you better go tell your Catholic mom that praying to Mary is going to get her straight into hell. So, I mean, it, it goes around. Well, it's not going to get your mom straight into hell, but obviously, theologically, uh, non-Catholics would have an issue with that. They don't kill you, and it's not their duty to send you to hell on the fast track. Hey, you get the carpool lane to hell in Islam just for not beating your broad. Uh, just for not acting like Muhammad. And again, you're talking about a kid. I can't... Ugh, it makes me so mad. Some kid making fun of you for being Catholic is not the same as the holiest of prophets, sexism be upon him, Muhammad, beating his wife, waging a war, calling for the death of all Christians and Jews. It's a different root cause. Louder with Crowder after the break.
It's time for the Motor City Maniac, the wit from the mitt, the Great Lakes Grandmaster, the Motown Madman, the Mittens Killer Kitten. We ran out of nicknames. You're listening to Louder with Crowder. We are back off the top of the hour or on the top of the hour. Gosh, I don't know what's proper. Well, we're, we're coming off of it because we're seven minutes out, so. Yeah, but we're also on the top because since we are technically on top of the hour at 7.07. Well, no, the top of the hour is at 0000, zero, zero, zero where the yeah, network news hits. Yeah. But I anyway, know. you know. It doesn't really matter. Glad to have you back. Thank <laughs> you so much for being with us. And you know what's great about doing my show live from uh, anywhere else that's not Detroit? My headphones work. Well, you could bring those with you. I bring my own pair of headphones. You do bring your own headphones, which I wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole. So we are talking about – we've been talking about Islam all day. <clears throat> we'll get back to that here after the break with a wonderful guest, Chris Field. You love Chris. Oh, yeah. He's cool. Executive editor for The Blaze magazine. Brilliant guy. Uh, a couple other stories before we get back to Islam, and we'll talk about Islam for most of the day since we are dealing with a terrorist attack. And it's very there, – there, there is no more important evil of our time. There is no more important ideological evil of our time than Islam. By the way, Islam, not all Muslims, but all of Islam is worse than Nazism. Oh, yeah, I would say so. I, I wanted to let that sink in for a second. Islam, not every individual Muslim, Islam is worse than Nazism. It's the same thing in their belief of the Jews. It's the same thing in their want for the eradicate, well, certainly from the prophet Muhammad's want to eradicate Jews. Plus, they also they, they treat their women like crap. So as far as I know, it wasn't part of the Nazi code. You will beat your woman. Your woman shan't pull any crap and you will, you will strike her. Yeah, it always looked on Hogan's heroes that the women were treated fairly well. That's always my frame of reference. But then again, when it comes to historical context, Van Dip knows nothing. <laughs> There's no nice way to speak German. It's not French. You know, like we were talking about how with French, when I would watch the translated films in Quebec, everything would say, so the vie comme ça, ça parle comme ça. I would bet you Germany, you know, you're watching when Harry met Sally or some kind of romantic scene, and it's just, it's not all like that. Have you ever seen Run, Lola, Run or Lola Rent starring Franca Potente? I didn't like that film that much. I, that is one of you my loved all-time no, it's one of my all-time favorite films because of the concept of it. But the red you hair like is cute, it too. Because she had red hair, and it makes you think that your sick, twisted video game fantasies have come to life. <laughs> I don't play video. The last video game with a person in it I played, he was jumping over alligators because it was Pitfall Harry. They still make Pitfall. Anyway. For 8-bit Atari? Let's get into something else. So uh, have you heard about this Barack Obama now promising two free years of community college? Oh, jeez. Two free years of community college for every student. Um, okay, America. I was raised in Canada, 
different. I graduated high school at 16. But uh, we have a system called SAGEP where it's basically obligatory community college and it's free. Or obligatory. You say obligatory? Yeah, yeah. I think you said it in the way that like my Canadian relatives say it. Obligatory is the proper way to say it. No, I, I think it's the other. I don't know. <laughs> Are you obligated to do something? Well, no, but obligated to do something. You're obligated to do something, but things change often when the root word is uh, that way. I totally am going to check it out. You are going to have to check it out, and you will be wrong. You will be wrong. Your Superman T-shirt today is a lie because you are a lesser man. (laughs) That is Fundip's superhero moniker. Lesser man! Look, down on the floor, standing by the coffee machine, (laughs) able to not do a darn thing without his coffee. It's... What did you say? Clutching his left ventricle. Clutching his left ventricle for dear life. It's lesser man. Dun, 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 dun. Able to collapse in front of buildings in a single bound. Faster than nothing. More powerful than fire ants. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, Barack Obama is promising free community college. So good for you, America, free community college. Well, let me tell you how this ends. Surprise, it sucks. Okay, because it's free in Canada. You have people who are protesting tuition hikes. They're going to, you know, you've heard of McGill University, right, Fun Dip? Oh, yeah. McGill. It's kind of like the U U of M of of Canada. You know, it has all kinds of medical studies that go on there, an incredible medical school. Most people call it Nancy, though. Really? Yeah. Her name was McGill, and she called herself Lil, but everyone knew her as Nancy. Okay, okay. Everyone is Nancy. Is this, uh, oh, this is uh, uh, Rocky Raccoon, right? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Rocky Raccoon, white album. Uh, completely off track, but that's actually one of my favorite albums. I hate dis- I hate the second disc. I don't like it. That's where John Lennon was just an affected jackass. Like Revolution Number 9. Was yeah, just- that's just playing with loops of tape. Ah, uh, I just got so mad with that. Anyway, let me tell you how it ends, Okay. You now have people protesting tuition hikes. They're going to the best school in the country in McGill, and they're spending like a few hundred bucks. At the most, it might be a couple thousand a year. And they were protesting hikes of a couple hundred dollars because they got so used to it being free. Well, do you know what's happened with McGill? Debt. Hmm. They can't keep good teachers. You are talking dozens of millions of dollars. Actually, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me because I'm, I'm – I'm, Done re- I've been doing the research on Barack Obama's statements in community college in the States, but we'll get this up in the video at louderwithcrowder.com. Uh, last I checked, it was 30-something million dollars in debt. I'm sure it's quite higher than that now because that was several years ago. That was many years ago when I still lived in Canada. So your best university, for which students are now, are now protesting that they might actually have to pay money, is 30-something million dollars in debt. Let's call it $50 million in debt. Now, let's just give it a nice rounded number. What do you think that does to an education system? You think education gets better or worse? Let's just use simple economics. Will education get better or worse? Worse. If you don't have any money. God, ding, 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 ding. Lesser man comes dun, dun, in with an answer. And the problem is once people get used to the free crap, that they don't deserve. No one deserves free school. Uh, okay, I actually have this number right here from my, my lovely friend here. Uh, McGill resident system, $79 million in debt. 
free school for two years. $79 million in debt in Canada. Same thing with doctors. The same thing with their health their care. It's subsidized health care. Well, what happens? All of the good doctors leave because it gets harder and harder to find jobs. They're not being paid well enough. Things, nothing is free. These things don't come to you for free. It's not free community college. It's taxpayer-funded, taxpayer-subsidized community college. And guess what? You're going to have to burden the taxpayers more and more and more. And considering that many kids who are going to school are not becoming taxpayers because they're gutless morons getting a doctorate in philosophy, (laughs) I don't know if we're going to recoup our investment. We'll talk about this more after the break and why I'm angry at the world and have contempt for my generation who demand free school. You don't deserve free school. You don't deserve it. If you deserve free school, you'd have a scholarship, dummy. You stupid, goofy, dumb person. Get in a swim team. Smoke some pot. Go Phelps. Increase your performance. Get a scholarship athletically. I don't care. Just don't demand that I pay for your tuition. Doesn't come from a magical land of chocolate rivers. Okay? Glad to be here bringing the funk and uh, not too happy with Fundip's performance this morning. And the and the, the the internet performance this morning. Well, yeah, there's all kinds of complicated stuff. The time when I would be able to do it is when I'm reading the news, so it makes it difficult. Yeah, well, gosh, too bad that you have other jobs. This is unfortunate, Fun Dip. Well, we have a great guest coming on here, Chris Field, who is executive editor for The Blaze magazine. There's a Blaze TV, which I do all the time, Blaze Magazine, for which I write. And then there's a Blaze website where my videos are often featured. Great guy, good guy, entertaining guy, and educated gentleman. So we were talking about free community college before the break because we're going to be largely focusing on Islam for the rest of this show and not the way every other show with the Republican talking points. This is a terrorist attack. We have a president who doesn't want to go on a terrorist attack. My, my, my impression there was Tony Clifton. Did you notice that? Oh, very good. You got the, uh, got the, uh, Muslim terrorist attack, huh? Got the, uh, got the, uh, Paris bombings, huh? Got the, uh, people, uh, blowing people up in the name of Allah, huh? That's, uh, doesn't sound like a good thing. Doesn't sound like you're, uh, doing things, uh, correctly over there in Europe. Sounds like maybe you need to, uh, you know, Get some cops and a military, you know. That's Tony Clifton. That's pretty good, Tony Clifton. We are. Fun Dip doesn't even care. He doesn't even find me mildly entertaining. Oh, this is a painful morning for me. You ever just sleep and just wake up and you have a pain in your shoulder and you don't know why? Yeah. yeah. How do I? How do I throw my shoulder out sleeping? You have the wrong kind of pillow. You need to get some sort of orthopedic pillow. It's a lesser man with the answer. Yeah. That's what, that's what sh- he shows up and some woman is tied to a train track. I can get you a good pillow. <laughs> Let me get you a Tempur-Pedic. <laughs> I'll get you your Kraftmatic adjustable bed right here, buddy. Boy, 
Boris and Natasha are tying someone to the train tracks. Yes, we will tie her to track. Instead of yelling, I'll save you now. Fundip's going, give her an orthopedic pillow. At least she's comfortable when she splatters on the tracks. I'm doing Tony Clifton. I'm doing Fun Dip today. It's nonstop. <laughs> it's nonstop with the impressions. You're welcome, America. So we were talking about this. Free community college. You can tweet me at S. Crowder. When people say free and they are talking about something as complex as a service as college, university, education, how do Americans who support – how do you think it's provided? And how can you say that this administration is truth, truthful when they said that they would never raise taxes in the middle class? I mean they've already done so. And they've certainly already increased the overall tax burden beyond all recognition with the health care law, with overall cost of living, with the kind of inflation we've been seeing. But – of course, they will. They have, and they will continue to directly raise taxes and remove tax breaks. Where do you think free community college actually comes from? Tweet me at Escrowder. I would like to know, where do you think free things come from when the government is providing for it? Do you, are, unless, you know what, maybe it's just because a lot of these people aren't a taxpayer. Was it 40-something percent? Was it 43%, 47% of Americans? 47% of Americans don't pay federal income tax. Nothing I, at I, all? Nothing. Yeah, 40, you didn't know that? It's just insane. I can't imagine not paying taxes. How do you work at AM Radio Fund Dip and you have never heard this stat before? You are a marvel. <laughs> I, I read the local news, man. They, they don't talk about the federal taxes in the local news. They talk about handymen who strangle people. <laughs> That could just be the headline in Detroit every day. Is there an actual? Is there a handyman strangler in Detroit? Yeah, the uh, a handyman who strangled a suburban Detroit woman is returning to court today. So. Why is he returning to court? He he doesn't shouldn't get any more time in court. He's it's so strange. This is one of the most bizarre cases. He is is returning to court after refusing to testify at the trial of the victim's husband. The guy's name is Joe Gents. And he accepted a generous plea deal and was sentenced to at least 17 years in prison for the death of Jane Bashar. Now, this, it's a sad case, but the twists and turns are like something out of law and order. Uh, Bob Bashara, who was recently convicted of arranging his wife's death, apparently hired this guy, Gents, who says he was coerced by Bashara to strangle the wife. So it's just a big mess. Why is he still alive? Because uh, uh, we don't have Sharia courts yet. <laughs> uh, it depends. He strangled. He strangled a woman. Sharia would get him off scot free. Oh yeah, that is true. Yeah. If he strangled a guy, he'd have some problem. Well, if he strangled a Muslim guy, let's be honest. Sharia courts. We don't want to be ethnocentric, right? Fun dip. We want to be fair. Sharia courts are great if you happen to be a practicing Muslim man. They're golden for you particularly if you're a practicing Muslim man who is looking to carry out crimes against women or non-Muslim men. Then yeah. Sharia court. Then Sharia court's going to be a good time. It's going to be a gay old time. Barney! I knew... I See, I was baiting you into it, and you went there anyway. Yeah, yeah. 
You can't mention Flintstone reference without me shouting Barney. That's the only thing I've got. Hey, Fred. Oh, I guess I got that. Uh, yeah, you know, I, <laughs> I, um, I always wish you would have shot that cat. Oh, the one that he puts out. Yeah, maybe no. the cat will stay out for the night. <laughs> I want to know why people would put the cat out. It's a saber-toothed tiger, you dope. I would curl up next to a saber-toothed tiger and sleep. Once. That's all you need. (laughs) (laughs) And you would die a happy lesser man. I'd be like, oh, I slept next to a big cat that killed me. What a way to go. Well, you know, my dog Hopper uh, sounds like a tiger. He sounds like a lion when he growls, if you follow the videos on Vine. Now, does he curl up in the bed with you? No, we put. We, there's no room. I mean, I'm six foot two and a half. You know, six three. My wife's six foot, and the dog's ninety something pounds. You got to get a bigger bed. We have a king size bed, and the problem is he sprawls out and kicks us. <laughs> so we no. He sleeps in a actually in our house in Michigan. He sleeps in my office because he's in the office so often when I'm working from there that it's kind of his zone. And then we're, when we're in Texas, he does. He sleeps in our room on a bed but it's just it's very difficult because he's either snoring all night or he refuses to drink water before bed and all night he's going <laughs> dry mouth dog all night non-stop and uh it, it gets a little aggravating yeah what are you gonna do kill the dog no I haven't met this dog, but I've seen the pictures, and folks, you got to check this dog out. This is one of the cutest dogs I've ever seen, cutest large dogs I've ever seen in any photograph. I, I've got to meet this dog. Well, that, that's nice of Fun Dip to say, because I tell you what, most people certainly don't find him cute. They find him scary looking. People are... <laughs> yeah, people are idiots, I know. But let me say this, and I think you would agree with me on this, Fun Dip, because he's a, he's a, our dog is a rescue dog, okay? But... It doesn't mean that I'm necessarily pro-rescue in every instant, you know, instance. A lot of people say, first off, you should never buy from a pet shop, obviously. But, you know, he's, this dog is not a lab from a pet store. He has a history. There are certain things he likes. There are things he doesn't like. He's the most loyal, loving, affectionate dog. I've, I've, everyone says, my dog's really, no, no, my dog, you can throw a stake on the floor and put out your hand to pet him. He will run away from the stake. And bump up against you to be pet. That's how much he loves his owners. It's unreal. And what kind but, of steak are you putting out? It's good. It's not a flank steak. Gonna try Delmonico's and see what the dog does. Yeah, I'll see what he does. We actually we gave him a steak bone one time, and it was it was gone in thirty seconds. Isn't that if a movie? If I gave you a million dollars and said, "Hey, fund it," can you eviscerate a T-bone steak here with your teeth? You couldn't do it. You just want to bet. Yeah, I do want to bet. We should do that as a YouTube video. We will. Louder with Crowder. We are going to do a YouTube video to see if Fun Dip can crush a steak with his teeth. We'll talk with Chris Field after the break. Louder with Crowder. This is Steven Crowder, host of Louder with Crowder, and I just wanted to tell you about the best gun-related website there is, AR15.com. It's one of my favorite sites on the internet, period. I know some of you hear AR15 and say, isn't that the scary black rifle? Well, yes, it is, but AR15.com is the best site for all information on anything gun-related, informative articles, and the biggest active gun-related community on the web to personally help you with gun safety, recommendations, where to take your permit courses, as well as the best gun store. 
on the internet. I'm talking accessories, upgrades, ammo, whatever you need at, frankly, the best prices I've ever seen. So whatever your gun-related needs, whether it's information, personal help, or you're looking to make a few purchases, AR15.com is the best website there is. Go there, AR15.com. Visit AR15.com today for all of your gun-related needs. That's AR15.com. Fun dip. Shut up. It's my show. You crunch for time looking for that perfect Christmas gift. Listen, nobody needs pajama grams or socks. Send them a gift they'd actually like. A nice bottle of wine would be nice, but sometimes that's complicated. That's where Simplified Wine comes in. Just call 844-297-WINE, where a sommelier will take your information, budget, and they will deliver stellar, beautifully packaged wine right to their door. I took care of all my relatives, friends, business associates with just one phone call. Really, it is that simple. By the way, they also have a price match guarantee, so it's not only the easiest way to send a great gift, but the least expensive. All you need to do is call Simplified Wine at 844-297-WINE and they take care of the rest. Don't like phone calls? Just go to SimplifiedWine.com and hit the Simplify button. Call Simplified Wine at 844-297-WINE to have the best wine at the best price delivered straight to their door. Guaranteed. What could possibly be simpler? Call Simplified Wine today. 844-297-WINE. I'm a You're listening to Louder with Crowder on Wham! Talk 1600. We are back. Thank you so much for listening, uh, or in this case, watching. So there are a lot of people, Fun Dip, right now listening on Wham! Of course, in Detroit, yeah. Southeast Michigan, people listening online. And now we have some people who will be watching this on YouTube, seeing you and your freaky Buffalo Bill cave <laughs> that makes this me very is my cavern uneasy. this is not my cave right and uh, and our, our lovely guest now we are are so grateful to have back mr chris field executive editor for the blaze magazine i got that right chris i think so we'll go with it we'll go with it okay so there's a lot to talk about in the news this week but obviously what really matters here is a terrorist attack i mean what's so sad is i felt as though I was going to have another Muslim expert on, an expert on Islam, an apologist to talk about it. But I, we can do this any week now. It's so frequent right. that it's yeah. pretty much every week we find ourselves talking about this. And every week we find liberals apologizing for the evil that is the ideology that is Islam, saying, well, these, this really isn't Muslim terrorism. Um, Chris, you've been following. I'm sure you saw Kerry. Have you seen the, uh, the Howard Dean comments now? Yeah, how if he's as they're as much Muslim as he is, or right. something like that. Yeah, what a I mean, the guy's a dope. They'll make excuses for that for everybody else, right? Right. They, they make excuses all around, but it, it's it's so maddening what they're doing. But one of the things guys. that frustrates me about it is that you know the liberals are always apologizing for the Muslims, but the Muslims. If they had the chance, they would off the liberals because of the things that yeah. the liberals tend well, to believe Well, what's so in. funny is right. 
they want to well first off they don't want to off america because of anything that we've done right firstly i'm peaking here i right. gotta fix that a little bit but they don't want to off us necessarily because of britney spears or gosh that's dating me because of who's the current person i guess is it justin Katie bieber would be the closest modern day no, no, yeah. there's some would, other moron would, out bieber, there now they'd kill us for bieber. ariana grande well you saw how mad they got just at uh selena gomez for showing ankle at a mosque in uh, abu dhabi did you see that Right. No, I wish I had, though. Fun. See, that is a creepy basement. You're sitting there right now, and you're going, oh, ankle. You have a computer there. Even though I don't approve of the kind of content, you can use it. Uh, the, the point here is, is it, it's not anything. I don't want to go down that road that it's anything that we've done where it's you have pop music. You're a little – this is salacious. This is vulgar. They would want to kill us anyway. The only barometer, according to the Quran, and according to Muhammad, the man who killed many people, was do you entirely accept – uh, Allah and Muhammad as his holiest of prophet. If no, you deserve to die. That being said, the people who would be first on their list would be the so-called tolerant leftists who are the ones out there praising films where, you know, you, you play a gay cowboy, you get an award. You play a sequential hermaphrodite nightclub owner, you get an award. And they somehow <laughs> think that, it, that Muslims sympathize with them. It's just, it's gotten to a point here this week I don't know about you. I feel like it's on hyperdrive. You, usually, you know, a lot of people try and say, okay, there's something here, but we don't want to call it that because of political correctness. To have Howard Dean come out and say, these people are as Muslim as I am, when they blew people away, yelling out, Allahu Akbar, our prophet's been avenged. Right. At, at what point do we just it's, say, it's, all right, it's time to give these people the boot from public eye? It but seems do you re- very clear. Do you really think, though, that they think that they represent, that the that the radical Muslims agree with them? Or do you think it's out of fear? And it's it's an opportunity to say, you know what? America is the worst place on the planet, and we agree with them. You mean you think they might just be afraid to call it out I, and say it's radical Islam because they don't want to get blown up? They're not afraid to call out anything, to call out other things, right? They're, they'll, they'll liken the KKK to the Republican Party and to the to evangelical Christians. Right. They'll they'll talk about the Westboro Baptist Church and and act as though that's some sort of mainstream Christian view. When we completely denounce it immediately, right? But, I love how they trot out the. Do you do you know how many members there are of the, to the Westboro Baptist Church? Like, like six like or seven. Something? There, yeah. I, I think there's twelve, and eleven of them are the guy's family. <laughs> and we did look. And they blow up the fax machine. They constantly send press releases and use up all the paper in the fax machine. Have they sent Who you uses press releases? A fax machine. <laughs> well, it goes to an email that prints automatically. Basically, it's not like the curly paper fax machine. So you're not hearing the. <laughs> God, they say is a Westboro Baptist Church faxing fun dip. They are faxing. Yes. <laughs> That's the real issue at hand here, which tells us, A, you need to ditch your fax machine, and B, I don't know what kind of mailing lists you've been responding to that somehow they sold your information to the Westboro Baptist <laughs> They just list. send it directly to the station. It's not addressed to me. Uh-huh. No, they've, what they've done is they've seen a picture of it and they say, oh, he looks like he could be one of us. Right. Well, and the last <laughs> thing I would be is any kind of religious person. Well, they just say, you know, you look like you're from the South. You may have had a couple chicken Yeehaw! fried steaks. <laughs> so okay I'm another one of them the funny thing here though is is this happened in france right this happened in europe this is the eu this is not uh a right-wing you know ba- a bastion of right-wing extremism yeah i know this right. is a place where they have i mean sharia law has been implemented obviously france is nowhere near as bad as the uk but it's been implemented 
in the UK, uh, right. you have areas where you can't even. I mean, if you're a woman and your husband beats the crap out of you, uh, I'm sorry, but the authorities can't even protect you because of laws that have been implemented. This is multiculturalism as opposed to a melting pot. So, it, Chris, isn't it one of those things where people. That's so pivotal is context. Liberals love to say, well, context, context about Islam uh, regarding the violent verses. Well, isn't the context in this case that this happened in a place that's extremely accepting of Islam even more important? Well, yeah, I think so. And I think that I'm trying to get into the liberal mindset of of why it is that they back up these radical nut jobs all the time is, is confounding to me. But I think that they lean toward the left wing, the progressive left especially, leans toward a totalitarian state. That's where they that's where they exist. That's their form of government. That's their like their dream job. That's their dream. Their scenario. dream job. <laughs> their dream job. I mean they want but the progressive left wants a totalitarian state. They think yeah, the government, government knows better than the government knows better than you. And what's the ultimate kind of of totalitarian state. If you look at Sharia, that's it. Now, they don't want the religious part of it, right? Because they have to deny God. Right. But everything else appeals to them in some sick sort of way. I think I don't think that they would come out and say, we want to execute people, do these kinds of things. Though you do see in free speech issues where the left is frequently saying we should be jailing dissenters or we should be jailing people we disagree with, especially on the environment and those sorts of things. Yeah, that's a good point. That actually takes me to the next issue, the free speech issue. There's a big irony here. You know who should be most angry every time a terrorist attack is carried out? Uh, Feminists and gays and student activists. They should be running through the streets in their, you know, their their morning after walk of shame bedsheet screaming about how their feminist, you know, tirade is coming to an end because Islam is coming. They should be chicken little instead of the sky is falling, Islam is coming, Islam is coming if you're a feminist because whether they're not they, you know, whether they shot these people or not, of course they 12 or dead is not the issue, but these people uh Meaning, and when I say these people, yeah, in this case, I mean actually in the general sense, Muslims, not just terrorists, Muslims who abide by the Quran. If you look at the polls in Middle Eastern countries, okay, if you look at polls in Saudi Arabia and places like Yemen and places like Iraq and Pakistan, people don't have to be a terrorist to still be against women's rights. People don't have to be a terrorist to still believe that overwhelmingly gay people should be hung. How can you support free speech and then defend? Uh, Islam here in the name of tolerance. You can't. I mean, that's well, because the liberals answer. talk out of both sides of their mouths. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking Pretty at your simple. mouth right now. It's it's cavernous. <laughs> you look like uh, where the wild things are. Oh, great! I hate that book. <laughs> it's a terrible book. It is a terrible book. It's an even worse film. The movie was oh, horrible. I got dragged to that with one of my kids. All right. We're being we're going off track. So let me write this ship. We'll get back to free speech, women's rights, Islamic terrorism, and what happened here in Paris uh, when we come back from the break. Louder with Crowder. Stay tuned. You're listening to Louder with Crowder on Wham Talk 1600. We are back. Thank you so much for listening or watching or streaming. There's so many different ways to consume content. 
Why aren't you at your job working? Uh, back with us is our guest, Chris Field, executive editor of The Blaze magazine. I got that right, right, Chris? That's right. I, I built a little thing for you. Did you? Oh, thank you. There, oh, there you, you For go. those of you listening, he has this on webcam right now for the video cast, and he has it written uh, in what appears to be a special did you have like a special needs four-year-old write that for you no that was that was my artwork with my sharpie it looks like the writing on the bottom of of woody and buzz lightyear shoe well it's about right like andy with andy. a backwards n yeah. i used i wrote it using my teeth <laughs> that's not healthy that you would use your teeth when you have two perfectly good arms well they're mediocre they're mediocre at best okay so we were talking about islam before we left we're talking about the paris attacks um I feel like I can talk about this now. My my wife, uh, recently, we got into an argument. Uh-oh. You and your wife? I thought you guys got along uh, perfectly. Did I you really know, think that, Fundip? Dream, yeah, dream yeah. marriage. Fundip, All you have lo- no idea. See, Fundip just thinks that he's the only one with any kind of uh, dysfunction there. Well, I mean, well, look at me. He's definitely leading the charge on <laughs> Dysfunction unite. He is leading the charge. No, my wife and I got into a big argument. Okay, so... I feel like, here's the thing, if I bring this up right now, the argument's over and I win. And and that's not right. Because you've got this platform. Exactly. And I feel bad using it as pressure, but it has to do with Islam. So do I get permission to discuss this on air? Oh, yeah. I give you permission. Okay. My wife for work, she told me today that she's not going to go. So I want you to tell me, given this, and this was kind of the clincher, was the Paris, uh, Paris terrorist attack. Paris terrorist attack. Try and say that three times fast. For business... She was supposed to go to Dubai. Uh, And I I never forbid my wife from doing anything. You know, I don't, none of that. But it was the first time in our marriage where I said, no matter what, you can do what you want, but no matter what you do, I will not feel good or comfortable with this. I will. And she's, you're just, well, you know, that's your trump card and you're guilting me. And so if I do this and I, you know, saying it, I just can't do it because she is. And that's very sweet. It shows where her heart is, right? She wants to honor her husband and, and she doesn't want me, you know, she doesn't right. want me and having, after, pa- she doesn't want me having panic attacks. not an American woman. <laughs> well, she's certainly not a Muslim woman. An American woman wants to honor her husband in 2015. <laughs> right. After about four seconds, she probably started to sound like the teacher on Charlie Brown, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so tell me if I'm unreasonable. And I get You're unreasonable. That I'm unreasonable? unreasonable. Yeah. No, honestly, her going to Dubai, okay? Uh, this was before Paris happened, but let's talk about this. When she was talking about going to Dubai, okay, I said, listen. First off, she's a six foot blonde. Fun dips met her. Uh, she sticks out here in America. She's a pretty girl. She's definitely going to stick out in Dubai. You know, an entire nation of of uh, shorter, darker, uh, with the men certainly hairier people. So she would stick out there. And well, it's really she not easy to wear the appropriate garb for that part of the world. It doesn't matter if she wears the appropriate garb in that part of the world. She's still a foot taller than most people. And still, you know, you can see she wouldn't do the full burqa. She'd do the headdress. And my issue was, first off, she was saying, well, there's 600,000 people and it's a tourist attraction. And I said, yeah, that's because that's the big the big PR front for Islam mm-hmm. right now, right, is Dubai and, and Abu Dhabi. Look, we have great – we have ski slopes. Uh, ignore the fact that we beat the crap out of our women and it's legal. But they're also, you can just loan her your outfit from the videos. The, <laughs> the not Muhammad outfit. Dresses up in the not Muhammad costume. I'm clear. I'm safe. Well, well, my logic was this. I said she was talking about how she was going to go with security guards. And I said it doesn't matter if you go with security guards. Because it's not about 
nations versus nations or groups versus groups or businesses. It's about one individual who wants to do you harm. I mean, you don't think they had security guards here in France? Of course, they knew that this was coming and they still couldn't stop it. But even worse, and tell me if I'm honestly unreasonable or paranoid, was I said, listen, no one needs to kill you or rape you. They just need to say, I saw her kissing a man who's not her husband, and you are never seen again. Right. Yeah. I don't, th- I don't think that's unreasonable. I mean, I don't think it's unreasonable the way that you the way that you put it. I don't, you didn't forbid her to go. You didn't tell her she can't go. You, did, you told her, that like, you know what? I'm not going to be comfortable with this, right? Right. That's, that's, and that's not unreasonable to say that. Well, and then literally this week, you have Selena Gomez where there's this outrage, this violent outrage on Twitter because she showed ankle at a mosque mm-hmm. in Abu Dhabi. And then you have the Paris attack where, of course, I mean, would anyone argue that Paris would be a more moderate place uh, as far as Islamic extremism than Dubai? Well, all of France, though, when you look at it, there are places where even the police won't go because right. there's so much Sharia. So it, there's there's a lot of that infiltrating French society. I think it's Marseille that is almost entirely Muslim. So there, it's changing. It's well, not the but, France of yesteryear. But I think you could also make the argument that Dubai, at least the way it's presented, right? Right. That Dubai is actually more Western than large swaths of France. Oh, yeah, I would totally say that. Uh, well, they Based probably shave their pits. Yeah. They, they probably shave their pits, so it could be a little <laughs> further along the trail. Though you just never get to see them. No, um, <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. My wife, in trying to argue her case, I swear to you, she's not, because I'm on, you know, I'm on the CARE hit list. You know, CARE is a right. Muslim nonprofit, and it's actually recognized as a terrorist organization by many countries, though not ours here with this administration. Surprise! But my wife, in trying to convince me, she goes, see, the UAE recognizes CARE as a terrorist organization, and we don't even here in the States. I'm like, thank you. You just proved my point. And I'm right <laughs> next to Salman Rushdie and Mark Stein of like 50 people on planet Earth who they want to blow up. You don't think they can see your last name on a passport? I mean, <laughs> I, I just hope when they blow you up, they know that you're not in the radio station right here in town. Right. right, you're Skyping in from someplace else. Right. Don't blow up this facility. Well, I'm just right. here with my coffee and nothing else. You're not you don't want to deal with Crowder shrapnel. Yes. Yeah, exactly. No, I don't want to be Dan shrapnel. I don't want to be Fun Dip shrapnel. You don't want to be any shrapnel. As a general rule, is bad. Well, most alarmingly here, yeah. let's talk about the UK because Fun Dip has this fascination because you know he 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 thinks Detroit can be saved through art and that England is the most brilliant country in the world because they once had the Beatles, right? Well, in oh, yeah. the UK, thirteen <laughs> percent of young Muslims, thirteen percent of young Muslims personally said they admired organizations like Al Qaeda, which are prepared mm. to fight the West. So. If you're talking about, first off, 13% people say, well, that's not a majority. But these are people nope. actually saying we support an organization prepared to fight, to commit terrorism against the West. That's way more than the Westboro Baptist Church, 13% oh, of Muslims yeah. in the UK. Well, absolutely. And, but, you know, you got to look at the raw numbers. too. Nobody likes to do this, but what is there, a billion, say there's a billion Muslims in the world, right? Right. If only yeah. one of, if only 1%, just 1%. Right. Agrees with the tactics of these Sharia law nuts in in Europe. Just one percent. You're talking 10 million people. That's a big friggin army. And it's a lot more than one percent because now you're let's say you take this and you extrapolate 13 percent. Right. Just in just in England. Sure. If you actually pull them on individual issues, Muslims. Ben Shapiro did a great video on this and I did a, a video on this called, you know, moderate Islam a myth. 
there is no Muslim country in the world. There is no Islamic country in the world that doesn't commit gross atrocities of, of human rights, of women's rights, uh, of, of, of re- abuse against gay people's rights. There is not an Islamic country in the world that doesn't commit atrocities of, of, of rights against Christians. It's just the way of law any, anywhere Islam becomes the centerpiece of their law. So it's important, like right. you said, not to just look at one or two people or extremists, but what what are the if you actually look at the statistics moderate islam becomes less and less likely as it grows right. uh, just look at france look at the uk anywhere multiculturalism uh, exists i mean that's where you see right here i have a, i have it up in front of me from the daily mail that multiculturalism has really driven young muslims to completely shun british values and mm-hmm. so they support fighting the west they support fighting Progress. I mean, we're talking about leftists. What could be more progressive than just not killing people for for believing something different than you? Well, that's yeah. yeah. And that's th- there was there was an imam I saw in a video. Uh, he's based out of London. They had the London Eye right behind him and uh, Elizabeth Tower. I think he was talking to O'Reilly, and he asked him a ton of questions. And this guy said basically that yeah, we totally support what just went on in France. I think it's great. You know, I'm paraphrasing, but. That's yeah. what it came down to, and it's kind of scary. It's I can't believe you know somebody can sit there that calmly and say, "Yeah, that, that's that's what's supposed to happen." Right. Well, and it's this is where we see our ultimate hypocrisy of the left. Right. We talked about right. it earlier, but you talk you brought up the gay rights thing, and listen, we can discuss the morality of gaydom or whatever else. <laughs> you know, another time. The road to gaydom. Wrong with that. I don't. I, but no, I'm talking. It's just like. Like the theology of that's not what I'm getting after, right? But oh. you could be in a, any church in America, a conservative evangelical church, and you have a pastor say something against gay marriage, and the left in his community is going to come out against him and say, What in the world? You need to lose your nonprofit status. You got to do exactly. this. You got to do that. And then if you want to engage in homosexuality in any other Muslim dominated country or culture or community, you could be run out into the streets and killed, but yeah, we can't say they won't say a word about it. What were we going to say? I know you you uh, you feel very strongly about the gays fund dip. Well, I, I see that as as you know when you look at the left and how they support the gays and they support the Muslims, you shouldn't be able to support both of them. No, it's like if you're with these people who are going to be persecuted by these people, you have to look at these guys and say, yeah, get out of here. What you can't see is Fundip's hand motions. He's like doing like the walking on his palms right now for those listening on radio or or live stream. Just throwing them like that. Well, you're right. And here's the thing, Fundip. It's key to say what you just said is a valid point, and it has nothing to do with terrorism. You don't have to be uh, a little bit cautious when it comes to Islam because of being blown up. But even moderate Muslims still have to believe that about gay people, according to their own book. That's a non-negotiable. Let me show you a number here, too. A lot of the time you have liberals saying, well, it's going to change. And as they become more Americanized or Westernized, you know, mostly fewer and fewer of them are radical. It's actually the opposite. Here in the UK, I have this coming to me from the Daily Mail. Only 17% of people over 55, this is in the UK, of Muslims said they, uh, they would prefer to live under Sharia law. Okay, so only 17% of over 55 said that. That number increased to 37% of Muslims ages 16 to 24. So more and more younger Muslims 
are are supportive of Sharia law, are supportive of of really what we would call. I, I mean, is there anything more extreme than Sharia law? Are we not allowed to call Sharia law extremism? Where does that line up? Right. Well, it, it's it, what's. I think it's amazing to compare those statistics to the to the increasing level of unchurched among. Uh, you know, the 16 to 24 year olds, let's say. And those, if you look at those demographics and how church attendance is going down and the belief in some sort of uh, Christian uh, worldview has, has right. gone down and the increase of atheism. But yet in the Muslim culture, they're doing something to, uh, for lack of a better term, evangelize amongst their young and are getting them to buy in to this nonsense. It's a good point. Maybe Christians or even, I mean, I don't know, Buddhists, Hindus, any anyone who is not someone who wants to blow everyone else up. So, But let's just use Christians as an example. Agnostics. Agnostics. That's We're totally like, like, yeah, let's all just get along. If they could use that, whatever it is that, that Islamic extremists or Muslims are using to, as you said, evangelize their people, it's obviously effective. Somehow, but you know what? I I don't know if anyone else could do it. I'm thinking I'm thinking this out out I'm thinking this out loud right now, sort of working it out in my brain, though live to thousands of people. It's tough because Christians or agnostics can't promise a bunch of virgins and guaranteed heaven if you blow someone else up. So I mean, I'm sure that plays a role <laughs> in the conversion process. Agnostics do promise a freezer full of Gino's pizza rolls, though, <laughs> and I think that that's not all that bad. Right, and you're all set when the rapture happens. You can take all our stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, sweet. That guy left a piano. Excellent. I'm <laughs> That's how home. God's going to punish Fundip. When the rapture <laughs> happens and Fundip is left, it's not going to be that family members or anyone else is taken up. God's going to take up every last pizza roll, like the Grinch <laughs> pulling the candy canes out from the little girl's fingers, and Fundip will try and off himself, and he won't be able to. Floating up into the sky, and I'm going, come back, come back. <laughs> I don't like the webcam thing anymore because Fundip's too into the pantomiming. He's <laughs> gotten way too into it. All right, we have to go to another break. Uh, we tried to bring some levity here on a really tough subject and a really tough three hours of radio. But, Mr. Chris Field, where can people find you most efficiently? Um, I'm at uh, theblazemagazine.com. How about that? theblazemagazine.com, and we'll get your Twitter handle up there. Uh, Thanks for being with us, and uh, thank you for listening. We'll be back after this word on Louder with Crowder. You're listening to Louder with Crowder on Wham! Talk 1600. Listening to Stephen Crowder, the louder with Prouder, Prouder, the Prouder louder with Crowder program. I think I just had a stroke. <laughs> it's from putting up with me. 
I have no idea. You ever just have that where your your brain is not sending the proper signals to your mouth? Yeah, it's been happening to me for about the last five years. That's not good. Uh-huh. You got something going on with your capillaries and your blood vessels. You're eating Cheetos. My God, these That's are not what? Cheetos. These are these are carrots. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, they look like Cheetos. It, it, you can't blame me for assuming. <laughs> with you, fun dip. I'm. I, it's 2015. I'm turning over a new leaf. Although so these no would be he- much better with ranch. <laughs> So, so no more uh, hot dogs for breakfast. Well, the, the Hebrew Nationals are pretty good hot dogs. They're not bad for you. <laughs> oh God. Okay, a new leaf, but it's a it's a wiltering brown leaf. It's a fall leaf. Well, hey, I'm really going to put forth an effort after I go. I've got a checkup on Monday. Hopefully, I'll get my thyroid meds back in order and I can drop another hundred pounds like I did two years ago. Do you have hypothyroidism? Oh yeah, it's it's really slow, uh, but I I don't like the way I feel on the thyroid medicine, and the medicine Why? that I, it makes me feel angry all the time. That and the medicine for the prolactinoma. I've got this lump on my pituitary gland. That thro- okay, 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 okay. It's just a mess. But you know, it's funny. I have hypothyroidism too. Um, I do take the meds, but I take something natural. It's called Armor. It's not the Synthroid, and you might like that. It's actually just ground-up pig thyroid. So you're actually basically taking a concentrated pill of animal thyroid, and it's, so it's a kind of like bacon. Board. It's kind of like bacon. Think of it as bacon. Think of it as bacon for your thyroid. <laughs> well, I'll be praying for the uh, checkup to Some, come back clean. Somebody's got to pray for me. That won't hold my friggin' breath. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you're noticing an extra set of laughter in the studio, we have our good friend, Christian Apologist, who teaches at churches across the country, uh, specifically on Islam and how it relates and compares to Christianity. Gerald Morgan, thank you for being with us. Absolutely. Thank you very much. I, I have to say something. I feel like in the zombie apocalypse, Fundip would be the guy that the, the massive hordes coming to kill you just morph around because they see sickness. In <laughs> yeah, the, the zombies don't eat me. They just walk past. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like this shoot. one. Uh, no, <laughs> not so much. They're going brains. I'm, I'm going to hang out brains, with you, Fundip. If that no ever brains. Yeah. <laughs> brains. Brains. Yeah. It was heart can't find. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I just. That's the thing. It's the World War Z thing, you know, where they just morph around everybody. There, well, so. you've talked about this fun dip. You make a lot of, you know, you kind of, you make fat jokes, right? Yourself. Oh yeah, you, don't you like can them make when, them yourself. But if too many other right. people make them, then you feel bad because you go, right. oh man, I they, you know, that was funnier than what I was going to come up with. <laughs> <laughs> and meaner too. He lured me in. I was about to feel sorry for him. <laughs> <Bam>. <laughs> You know, he's like Andy Kaufman. He's like, you know what would really be my, my best closer would be a coronary. <laughs> oh, I've always dreamed of that. I when I when I do go, I hope it's on my oh. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, right here on Mike. Well, I was on the Blaze with Ben Howe, you know, Dana Lash's show. And we'll get back here. We'll have Gerald educate us on Islam and we'll look at actual the timeline of Islamization of Britain. But I was on uh, I was on Dana's show and Ben Howe was on there and he's he's no small guy either. 
And we were talking about the Chris Christie hug at the Dallas Cowboys game, which I don't even get why that's a story. I don't really care. But we were talking about it, and people were commenting on – Ben Howe was commenting on how you know, he had that uh, fat like groin lobe where when he went in to hug, it was essentially blocking him from hugging the guy. Oh, yeah. And um, he was saying that, and he started making fat jokes. Ben Howe did. And I almost said – Oh, well, you can do that because you have a fat pass, you know, like a hood pass. And I realized I I would still technically be calling him fat. So I I, I just I stopped on air. I said, you can do that because, you know, you've criticized Chris Christie a lot in the past, which has nothing to do with your appearance and tried to hustle along. It was very awkward. (laughs) Move along, move along. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Right. Oh, back to Here Star we Wars. go. Star Although it looks Wars. like you're using the Star Wars mug I got you for uh, Christmas there. Yeah, totally. This is great. Yeah. You know, I almost got you for fun dip. You know, he, I, I thought he loves Star Wars and he loves coffee, so a Star Wars mug. Did you already have one? I, I was like, he's got to already have one of these. No, I've got, I've got a Beatles mug that I use fairly regularly. I've got my DIA mug, my Wham mug. And so you got me a Star Wars mug, and Linda got me one that says, I keep pressing delete. And then you turn it around and says, but you're still here, which is totally oh. my personality. It is, but I think mine's better. I drink out of them both. That way I, I'm a two-fisted coffee drinker. There you go. Well, you know what? It's a, it's a, it's a miracle that you don't have diabetes. And that's probably because of coffee. Coffee is actually very protective against diabetes. Did you know that? Oh, that is good to know. I've, now I've got another excuse to have another pot. Which is funny because uh, temporarily it's actually, it actually has an adverse effect on insulin levels. So you'd think it'd be the opposite, but long term it has a good effect. Okay, let's get back to Islam. So, Gerald, you've obviously been following the, the Paris attacks. Yes. Now, here's what we talked about with, with uh, Chris Field from The Blaze. This is not the same thing as an attack in the United States. This is in a place that has already been very tolerant, very accepting – it's a multicultural bastion of liberalism and Islamic tolerance, and still they die. Yeah, this is this is exactly where liberals would love us to go. Right. The, the type of system that we really should be trying to emulate. By the way, that's, that just sounds so weird coming out of my mouth, but we would want to emulate anything that these countries are doing. And you see here that tolerance leads to only one thing with Islam. Right. People getting killed. You know? We're going to say, hey, no, it's no big deal. It's not a problem. Accept all people for for their beliefs and everything else and don't say that these guys are terrorists don't say that they're muslim extremists don't say any of these things just all beliefs are equal not all beliefs are equal when people are trying to kill you that that isn't true anymore so you have to i mean obviously we're not going to discriminate against people who believe something different than we do that's not the point but the point is you have to wake up to the reality of the situation where they are going to kill you for drawing i I think you do discriminate well, how how I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm, like say that you gotta, can't say it, but I, I will say it. You gotta I live think in you discriminate Dearborn against or someone who says, I think you can discriminate against ideology. You don't discriminate because someone checks a Muslim box. But if I say, right. uh, how do you feel about hitting your wife? Should the government be allowed True. to intervene? So that's what I agree. No, that's seventy something percent of most Muslims. Uh, in most in some areas, it's 90 percent yeah. believe that the government shouldn't intervene if they hit their wife. I'm gonna go. I'm discriminating against you. Yeah, no, no, that, that's not discrimination though. That, that's just treating them how they should be treated if they're gonna be an idiot. <laughs> Yeah, you know that is discrimination. You're going to break the law, you know, and and that's our law. You can't yeah. just come in and make up your own law, and that's obviously one of the points. Well, I that discriminate you against criminals, and Islam, the ideology, encourages criminality. Yeah, see, I'm okay with that. 
That's not discriminating, though. You're, you're just making a judgment of, about their behavior, which is fine. I just want to sound more harsh than I need to be. You're discriminating, man. I agree. Absolutely. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you, I, I have no problem with it anymore. Well, let's look here and, and, uh, and then we'll go to a break and come back. But with Islam, okay, so uh, the Muslim population of Britain topped 3.3 million by the end of 2013 to become around 5.2% of the overall popula- population of 63 million. Okay. So a, a large population. Oh, gosh. They're and growing. There are so many. You know what? Let's just fund it. Let's go to a break because I have so much to get into here in the EU and, and incident after incident after incident of Islam and, and radicalization among their citizenry. It doesn't take that long. You're talking one generation for this to happen. That's what people don't understand. Now maybe now you're, you're fear-mongering. It takes about 10 years. Next one generation. From my generation to kids who grew up with iPads. That's how long it takes. Hey, this is Steven Crowder with Louder with Crowder to tell you about one of my favorite sites on the web, AR15.com. I know you hear AR15 say, isn't that the scary black rifle? It is, but AR15.com is actually the best website if you want a community from which to learn about how to care for your gun, gun safety, where to find concealed permits, courses, as well as the best online gun store in the business. I'm talking ammo, accessories, upgrades. All of it can be found at AR15.com. That's AR15.com. You're listening to Louder with Crowder on Wham Talk 1600. You are listening to Louder. I don't need to say it again. You already just heard it for crying out loud. <laughs> I was just crying. thinking that. Bob just said it. <laughs> uh, Bob. I have a meeting with the Bobs today. I wasn't aware of a meeting with them. Our guest is back. I've got Reference. the stapler. Exactly. There you go. Our guest is back, wonderful Christian apologist Gerald Morgan. I'm sorry we're having you on so frequently. It's just there's so many damn terrorist attacks. Well, yeah, it's like you can bring me on pretty much every day to talk about Anytime Islam. Anytime you want free publicity, we just have to find out how Islam is screwed up that day. There you go. Well, and here's we'll the real through the list. Here's the real question though. Are you sick of being on with us two? Uh, do I have to answer that question on air? No. <laughs> He's gone. I'm going to post his. I'm going to mic drop. I'm going to post his address to MuslimSingles.com. No, I love it. I love coming on and talking with you guys. It's a lot of fun. We get to talk about serious subjects, but we get to do it in a way that's relevant to to our generation, Stephen. Where we can kind of throw in some of the levity that that uh, Fun Dip was talking about yeah, earlier. So you kids, you, you kids. kids, don't don't even say it. Don't even say it. But uh, you just called us small goats. It's basically the jerk. Yeah. yeah, well, you don't want to be a goat in a Muslim country now, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I was setting it up and hoping that someone else would do it. Knocked it out of the park. Oh, I don't think you want to be a goat in Fun Dip's basement. So we've got oh. a chronological view here of some of the main stories involving the rise of Islam in, in the UK. And it, Stop it, Fun Dip. He's just... he's motioning here on the webcam inappropriate things <laughs> okay so in 2013 in britain alone because we're talking about the eu and france in january muslim gangs were filmed loitering in the streets in london demanding that passersby conform to islamic sharia law in a series of videos the self-proclaimed vigilantes who call themselves muslim london patrol 
are seen abusing non-Muslim pedestrians and reportedly shouting, this is a Muslim area. Uh, you know about that. That's really yeah. common in the UK. Oh, yeah. 85 Sharia courts. Unbelievable. Did I just hear a dog bark or am I going crazy? It's probably the stroke coming back. Okay. Uh, one video records the men shouting, Allah is the greatest. Islam is here. Whether you like it or not, we are here. We are here. What we need is Islam. What we need is Sharia. Okay, let me, let me rephrase this for you. Allah is not the greatest. Allah is the worst. Islam is a terrible religion and we don't need Sharia. We need anything other than Sharia. That's my interpretation. Well, yeah, absolutely. And, and you, you want to say, okay, this is just these guys over in England and France and these other places in, in Europe? No, not, not at all. Go to the ACLU's website and they'll actually tell you that uh, trying to ban Sharia courts here in the United States is a horrible and ugly practice. Yeah. To single out any religion and say that they're somehow less is a horrible practice. We should take this into account. In fact, Oklahoma passed a, a con- their constitution amendment to say that they could not consider any other law other than United States law, Oklahoma state law, and the ACLU is like, that's incredible. You have to challenge that law. You can't do that. Are you kidding me? Right. So you're telling me that some religious group, okay, let's do this. We're going to do a, a Christian thing, and we're going to just set up our own rules and our own laws, and we're going to say that those supersede the United States. Yeah. That would never go anywhere. Well, let me even tell you, a lot of Catholics are going to get mad here, especially the ones who like to beat the crap out of Fundip in the back of the nun room. But... <laughs> good times. <laughs> the thing is, actually, if you look at the founding fathers who signed the founding documents, they were very apprehensive and actually didn't even want Catholics to be signers if they could avoid it because they felt as though this is not an indictment on Catholics as people, but when forming a system of government, they believed that Catholics, because of their religion, had a higher allegiance to the Vatican and the Pope before the United States Constitution. Right. Yeah. So they were even apprehensive. They were going, man, Catholic is somewhat here. You shouldn't be drafting up the Constitution. We want you in the country, but you have to be above the Vatican, above the Pope, above all else, except below God, because that's from where our laws are given, yeah. United States law. So they, that's how far we've gone. They were saying, oh, man, the Catholics in the Vatican, to now saying, well, you can't, you can't say no to Sharia. Yeah, we've come full circle. And, I mean, if you were telling me, like, there's this law that, like, promoted petting puppies that were helpless on the side of the road fine we can consider it but you're telling me that there's a law that says we can beat women we can treat gays in ways that i mean gosh if they want to if they want to set up a sharia zone go to san francisco and set it up there first all right that's horrible right that they can do those types of things and you're saying that we should consider that as part of our laws there's no way that that would work ever people would be killed people would be marginalized free speech would not exist women would be out the door it's, no it's, politics for women. Sorry. Yeah, I know you've studied more so, you know, you teach more so on the history of Islam and Muhammad and his life. Uh, with Sharia law, I, I know you're not a lawyer, but are there things specifically in there outside of just the women deal and the fact that they obviously hate gays? Are there other things that we should be concerned with? <laughs> well, it, it's, it's how – it's kind of a boys club, right, to, to the worst extent. You think that it's okay, this set of rules and Sharia law has, you know, A, B, C, and D, these processes you have to go through, but that's not necessarily how it goes. If you can make a compelling case, and I think you can see this in their, in their rape laws, where if a woman can't make the compelling case and she has, what, three witnesses, uh, three or four witnesses for four. men? Yeah, I think it's four. So there, it's basically a boys club saying there's no way we're ever going to be guilty of doing anything, right? We'll take care of the little stuff here and there, but if you put a Sharia court and you've got somebody overseeing it that really likes you or really doesn't like you, it can make your day really great or really horrible, that's the problem. It's not fair and blind justice. And I think that's the underlying problem with Sharia, much less all of the different things that it allows that we don't. Sorry, I'm tweeting that right now that it's a boys club. I thought that was a brilliant way to put it. It is a boys Just so club. you know, no feminists will care. <laughs> but I think they should. 
Yeah. It, 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 like I said, if, if feminists wanted to be angry about any one thing right now, their biggest battle, right, where they should be lining up the troops and just saying, listen, we're going to line up the troops here, and some of them are going to get that, that cannonball going through their kneecaps like yeah. in the Patriot. But we know this is so important. We have to do it. They should be lining up against Islam. Yeah. You mean all Muslims? Uh, no, I mean all of Islam. Yeah. <laughs> you mean just terrorists? No, all of Islam. Yeah. I mean the Quran. That should be, if you're going to try and, and ban any person for hate speech, uh, I, I, can you ban someone posthumously for for uh, being a postmortem? Can you, can you ban? Like, post what? <laughs> he meant to say posthumously. 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 You know what? I'm a Canadian in my brain. I was, I was a postmortem. Can you ban? Can you like After retroactively postmortem ban somebody? Because we should do that with Muhammad. We should. It Just, is hate speech. Uh, what he? It's absolutely hate speech. Well, how about hate actions? Beating the crap <laughs> yes, exactly, yeah. out of your six-year-old wife. Yeah, well, she was Six. seven when they consummated, right? Or nine? Nine. Nine is, nine yeah. is justification. <laughs> well, there's all kinds of different people that say different ages. My problem ultimately with this is that this is not what it's being billed as. You know, right? I, I, somebody came into my office the other day, and this was the day that the, the, the attacks just happened. And somebody that I talked to about this, and I said, "Hey, this just in: Islam is a religion of peace." Right? We have one more act to show us that it really is peaceful. Wait a minute. No. No, it's not. You have no. to have people going around killing cartoonists because they feel like their god can't take care of himself. I don't want to worship a god right. that small where I've got to go kill somebody who's drawing funny pictures yeah. that depict him negatively. Your god's pathetic. If, if your god can't handle a joke, your god's pathetic. A little bit. If your god can't handle a picture with a nose that looks like a wiener or whatever it is that they do, <laughs> yeah, your, Should, your god's pathetic. Should be You're worshiping a loser god. You're worshiping an emo kid, you know, singing Sausan in his room. There you go. I don't even know what Sausan is, but yes. It's a band, okay? You're listening. <laughs> you're, you're worshiping an emo kid listening to Senses Fail. You, you are worshiping an absolute sniveling, whiny, pathetic loser if he doesn't allow you. And here's the thing no other religion's like, well, we have to respect every culture. No, you don't. You right. don't have to respect the cultures that suck. And the problem is to respect Islamic culture is to completely dissolve any and all other cultures. Yeah. To respect Islamic culture means no more art. This this fun, it, it, yeah, it means nothing. more human human art. It's not only Muhammad. Yeah, they don't believe in depicting people. Their art is very it's very uh you know uh geometrical. It's about symmetry. They don't believe in portraying people. Right. Let alone Muhammad. Yeah. No. I mean, and and Fundip, you will love this. They're the board. They really are. Oh, yeah. I totally see They're that. They're going to assimilate everybody. That's, they don't want to coexist with anybody. I consider them more like the Daleks because the Borg want to assimilate, but the Daleks want to exterminate, exterminate. Dead gummit, fun dip. The Borg is all I had, all right? I thought that was going far enough for you. Well, it was. I appreciate it, but yeah, it was a little off. I was laying in bed thinking of the Daleks last night as, as the Muslims, and that really, it really lines up.
Everyone likes to dance to a happy song. We're dancing, we're having a happy song, we're having a happy show. I am your host, Stephen Crowder, a lighter with Crowder, and we have our wonderful, beautiful guest here for another segment, because why not? He's in studio, Christian apologist Gerald Morgan, thank you for being here. Absolutely, sir, and I'm beautiful now, I like that. Now, how beautiful, beautiful is this guy? Uh, hey, hey, hey. It's like one of those things, you know, you have to do the Sammy Davis, you're beautiful, babe, you're beautiful. Hey, yeah, yeah. Like Ko- Kojak, you're a beautiful person. <laughs> Do up your pants, perfume your bed sheets. I can't fit my pants anymore. <laughs> what was that? That had nothing to do with Kojak. <laughs> Digressed. I was watching Kojak on Netflix. It was my imitation of like a bad guy from a Quinn Martin production. Well, Co- you're a comic book guy. Have you been watching Gotham at all on Fox? I can't get into that. I, I wasn't a fan of Smallville either, despite the Superman shirt I'm wearing. These pre-superhero era shows, like, I want to see the superhero. I don't want to see six years of Superman just being Clark. Well, I will say Gotham's a little more interesting because it follows Commissioner Gordon. I do like him. Yeah. I watched one episode, and I thought that the guy that plays a young Gordon... Does a pretty bang up job, but the yeah. the story was just like nah, just give Benjamin me some McKenzie. Batman, yeah, yeah. But you know, you do sort of learn. Uh, you get to see the origin stories of someone like the Penguin, or I think I don't know if it was Bane or Poison Ivy. You learn what created the drug that created Bane. Anyways, for this is getting way way off in the weeds for non comic book nerds. Bane was a Muslim. Yes, Bane was a Muslim. <laughs> I mean, come on, remember the movie? It was an Islamic country where they threw him in the pit. It's got to be yeah, a Muslim. Yeah, true. Who knows? Actually, I don't even know. Bane might be. A, was he a Muslim? Fun dip? Um, I don't think originally in the comic book. I think it was a pretty generic kind of guy. Well, it's because back back then they weren't really blowing people up nearly as often. So yeah. maybe they wouldn't be a bad well, guy. Well, it goes to show you though, just how, how two people, one can be a total crap director like Joel Schumacher who made the Batman films with the rubber nipples. A lot of people don't remember. There, Bane was in Batman and Robin. Remember Batman and Robin with Arnold as Mr. Freeze? Oh, yeah. That was a dreadful movie. Well, do you remember Bane in that? <laughs> yeah, he was the big puffy kind of yeah, a hapless, uh, yeah, a hapless sidekick to yeah. Poison oh, Ivy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which is which was never the case of a, the comic book. Bane was a, a brilliant man, yeah, an absolute mastermind. He was actually, you know, he was the first one not only to break Batman but outfox him. And the reason I, I just say that's important is because it just goes to show you how two people can be using the exact same source material. Yeah, y- you know the the comic books, and one comes out with. Uh, you know, uh, Tom Hardy, fantastic interpretation of Bane, scary, chilling, and one Joel Schumacher comes out with a guy going Bah-h-h-h! in a speedo. So yeah, it's like they only looked at the character drawings without paying attention to the content, right? Which is kind of like, and obviously, anyone who's right now. Here's the thing: people would say, "Well, seeing both interpretations are valid." No, they're not. They're not both valid interpretations of the intent from exactly. the author. So the same thing can apply to Islam. People go on two different people reading the exact same source material. I wish I would have recorded the video on this. Uh, it's okay. Stop it, Charles. You don't need to do it now. It's too late. But <laughs> two different people recording the exact, looking at the exact same source material. Some people saying, eh, we're kind of fine or peaceful. And then some people saying, no, we need to carry out Sharia law. Now, the argument is most mo- Muslims are moderate. What is valid? with the source material. There has to be one that's right and right. one that's wrong. Not everything is left up to interpretation. And one is right with Islam, and it's the interpretation that is closest to their holiest of prophets, Muhammad, uh, terrorism be upon him, where 
they're emulating his lifestyle of killing, uh, of killing people, of calling for the deaths of Christians and Jews, yeah. of calling for Sharia, of beating women. That is the accurate interpretation. Yeah, this doesn't happen in any other religion. And you can't use the excuse, well, they're just misinterpreting. 5% of Muslims is the, the going rate that are radicalized, quote-unquote. I don't really call that radicalized. I, I think 5% of Muslims are actually reading the Quran and taking it seriously and doing what it says. That's why they become terrorists. That's my problem with it. Well, no, no, hold on 5% is a huge number. No, no, 5% are actively yeah. terrorists. Right. That doesn't mean... It's w- it's True. way more than five percent of people who support circle. Sharia. Right. Yeah. Or, yeah. It's not a circle. A majority of Muslims, yeah. not five percent, um, over sixty support some implementation. I'm talking about terrorists. Yes. Like these terrorists. guys are actually going out and committing. That's fifty million people. Right. If you say that, that's five percent. No other religion in the world, by the way. When's the last time a Christian went crazy and killed somebody in the name of God? Well, you'd have to pull a Russell Brand and try and reach back all the way to Timothy McVeigh, even though I don't really think he was outwardly Christian. It, it, I don't I have no idea. But he couldn't point to the book at all and say, this is why I did this, because the Bible says to do That's this. That's not why he did it. No, not at all. He no. wasn't do, it didn't have anything to do with this. No, I know. I'm just trying to say they but, try and pick one. Yeah. What, you know, you had what, so one, you're talking single digit numbers. Yeah. In modern history of deaths at abortion clinics from Christian people. Yeah. Um. And, and the reason for it is, listen, it, it's, there is no way to accurately interpret our book, to accurately read the book, the Bible in its entirety, and justify that. Never, ever, ever, ever. It's not all interpretation. No, the, not everything is up to interpretation. No. There is a right and there is a wrong. If you say, Stephen, go fornicate yourself. One person can say, well, what's his interpretation? What is, is his commentary on the socioeconomic uh, status of Stephen and his studio? No. The accurate interpretation is he's telling me to go kindly fornicate myself. There you go. Because he doesn't like me. That's the ac- it is the accurate interpretation of what your intent was. Multiple different interpretations does not mean that multiple different valid interpretations. Exactly. You, you may come and say, no, I'm going to cherry pick and say that Islam is a peaceful religion, but if I go and read your book and I try to take the total, the total view, sorry, I take the total view of what you're saying and I look at your holiest of prophets and see what he did in his life, it leads me to no other conclusion than that that is okay. I can go kill people to avenge Allah. And that's what they said. Allah is avenged. Really? Because a cartoonist is no longer drawing pictures, somebody else is going to pick up the mantle there. And these guys did it in, in England, too, where they killed the soldier that was coming out uh, of the, the little base area, yeah. there, right? When he, they, just, they said, I'm really sorry that the women had to see this, but this had to be done. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, that doesn't make sense on any planet. And for me, I cannot get past Howard Dean and all of these politicians saying that, oh, these are not Muslim. These guys are about as Muslim as I am. You know nothing about Islam. You did a really, really funny thing on LadderWithCrowder.com. We looked at it a little while ago. Fantastic deal about that, of why he wouldn't say that they are Muslim. Yeah. you got to go check it out. But everybody it's that says that LadderWithCrowder.com, no. top five reasons yes. Howard Dean is afraid to call Muslim terrorism Muslim, Muslim terrorism. terrorism. Why won't anybody do it? And I think that that's where we have to start. I and mean, we can talk about the ins and outs of Islam all day. We have to start by calling it what it is. And we have to understand it. The only people on the planet that do a good job of that are the Israelis. You don't see a lot of this stuff happening in Israel right. anymore, right? They really do take care of this and say, you know what? There is evil in the world. Box number one, check. Yes. Box number two, there are people that want to kill us. Check. Box number three, let's not let those people kill us. It's right. a very simple equation. And, and we want to say, no, everybody's good. 
Every viewpoint is valid. Every interpretation is valid. And that's not true. And you made that point just a second ago. So we have to start there. It's not true. Uh, what you said is true, sorry, but it's not true. This yes. whole, you know, I remember when I was a kid, I got in so much trouble. I got called into the office. Fundip can relate to this. It was a Catholic school, but it was a liberal Catholic school in Quebec where they everyone's beat progressive. You. And I got in trouble because a Muslim kid asked me if I thought he was going to hell. And I, I just said, like, my answer was I was just a kid and I should have been more tactful. And I said, uh, I don't know. Well, what do you mean you don't know? I said, well, I don't know. You know, well, how do you feel about Jesus? He was like, well, we don't think he's a, we think he's a good guy, but we don't think that he's a prophet. We don't think he's a son of God. And I said, oh, okay. Yeah, you're probably going to hell. <laughs> and I, I mean, I was just, a, just being honest. And they yeah. got in a, they called me in and how dare you. It's like I didn't walk up to some kid and say, you're going to hell. And they said, well, he's basically said anyone who's not a Christian is going to hell. And I said, yeah, I mean, I kind of assume. I, That's I what do. they teach you on <laughs> Sunday all day long. Yeah, exactly. I mean, why, why is this controversial? It doesn't mean that it's my duty to send him there. And then I remember they sat me down in the office and they said, well, you know, you, do, you need to understand. That's not what religion is about. Every religion tells a story. And I said, I'll go read a, I'll go read a Goosebumps. If I want a story, yeah. that's yeah. not what religion is for for me. It's, yeah. it's all it, it, just stories. I can't believe that anybody believes any of it from any perspective. Christian, Muslim, it's funded. There's you no just want to live in the basement and <laughs> stick your head in the sand of reality. There's no, there's no proof that any of them have any really strong value. Well, there's really? there's a lot of proof that they have strong value as far as how they create and foster societies absolutely and legal systems and also there's an immense amount of proof that jesus was a person who lived who created the most who created more impact on society than anyone in the history of man whether you believe he was god or not you can't deny him as a historical figure you can't deny the uh the the, the context and the timeline in which the bible was written and how that addresses but imagine a world prophecies Imagine a world where you don't have all these different religions dividing people. And, Are and you kidding me? You're talking you about like Stalin, Mao, yeah, Pol Pot, exactly. all the atheist exactly. societies that just killed people anyway. But I just, I, but I, but I, but I, but I think these these guys were kind of at odds with the is if everybody was just living. I, I'm sounding like John Lennon's stinking song. I don't even mean to sound like that song. song. I know it's it it's song. his worst one ever, but no, it's I, bad because of the meaning behind it. Funded. Well, yeah, Listen, because it's a communist you think that song. People would make something up. You don't think that people, if we got rid of all religion tomorrow, you don't think that I would come up with a reason to hate somebody that I just didn't like? I'd be like, ah, well, that's the guy that gets the water this way. I don't like any of those guys. We're going to come up with reasons to be sinful. Guess what? That's what we do. It's not religion's fault at all. What about Native Americans? Let's use them as an example, yes. right? Okay, fun dip? Okay. Native Americans, they were all pantheists. So in reality, that means their religions are pretty inconsequential, right? No yeah. one's going to be like, I want to, uh, you know, I want to kill you, Nantuck, because you believe in the sun god, whereas I believe in the sun beam god. And they pretty much had... Just why is the tree this way? Because the gods of the trees say it's this way. Okay, so a relatively inconsequential religious worldview. They were scalping each other for God's sakes. Fun dip. It's frustrating, isn't it? 
It is. <laughs> Truth I, is always I frustrating. Just, I, well, yeah, I just wish there was a way to people could get along, and it seems like we what, all do. But one it's of not the big now, now let's go. Let's go the opposite direction. What if? What if everybody was Christian? What if everybody believed in the Judeo-Christian God? But what if they the, were all the same kind of Christian no, or something? No, 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 no. It's okay. You can be Catholic. You can be Methodist. You can you can have all these. But different they bicker amongst each other as well. Well, no. Hold on a second. They don't kill each other. Yeah, hold on a second. Uh, yeah. let, me, let, me, let me tell you this, Funday. Okay, so you're saying if there were no religion, okay? So if there's no religion, everyone's an atheist, right? Atheists are going to find a reason to argue or fight because now morality is not – even if you go among atheists. But, I'm not saying that atheists can't be moral people. There is no defined notion of morality. But okay? what if everybody was just an apathetic agnostic where they just don't care? They, Wouldn't they everybody get along if nobody in nature? So we have to go here. So let's say either everyone's atheist. Well, then you're still going to have the arguments about morality and, and what constitutes a moral society. You have to. If everyone is a Christian, you don't have that problem because everyone's in the same playing field. You could say the same about Islam, but of course there would still be you know still be uh, women still being to be beaten, women gay and, people yeah, being killed. Exactly. You wouldn't have with Christians, okay? But. To point to your example where you're saying it's, you know, it's religion and, well, then you'd have different factions of Christians. Okay. Christians, Protestants, live alongside uh, someone actually really just likes that uh, you're knocking it out of the park because I think they're an atheist. Christians live alongside Catholics, uh, Protestant Christians and Catholics. No problem. Christians across the globe live across, uh, alongside Hindus. They don't have a problem. Christians live alongside Buddhists around the world. They don't have a problem. Christians live alongside atheists around the world. They don't have a problem. Christians, like me, live alongside agnostics, like you. We don't have a problem. Muslims and Buddhists, always a problem. Muslims alongside Christians, always a problem. Muslims alongside Jews, always a problem. Muslims alongside Hindus, always a problem. We have to notice the difference. And we have to be honest about that difference. And we'll wrap up all of these differences for you in a nice bow after this break, which is how we keep the lights on and how we get to continue doing this program for you here at Louder with Crowder. You're listening to Louder with Crowder on Wham! Talk 1600. Thank you so much for finishing out this hour. Uh, we were joined by my fantastic guest, Gerald Morgan. He will be back with us again. Uh, gosh, there's been so much. There's been a lot this week. I mean, I, I didn't want to talk about John Boehner. You know, we talked about the free community college, which is a ridiculous thing from Barack Obama. But as we've talked about, the main story this week is the Paris terrorist attack. Um, and I get that it's not as bad. It's not as severe as 9-11. But this is, you know, their equivalent for them in Paris. So my, my heart's in prayer. Uh, my, my heart and in, in my thoughts and prayers definitely go out to the people of, of France. And my heart is with them. It's a, it's a rough grind. It's a really rough situation to be in, and it's exacerbated by a multiculturalist mindset. And I know enough, I know something about that because I was raised in Canada where multiculturalism really sort of emerged 
in I guess I guess it'd be the sixties. Mainly due to language laws, you know, they wanted multiculturalism to emerge to preserve French Canadian culture in the face of uh, Anglo Canadian culture, and the fact is, it doesn't deserve to be preserved. Um, I I love Montreal, I love where I come from, but the fact is, the French were a conquered people and should have been told, "You now speak English. This is an English speaking country. We're not going to give you special rights as a French speaking Canadian." And once that door opens, once you say, well, we're going to give this group of people special rights because they're French, or we're going to give this group of people special rights because they don't speak, uh, they don't speak a national language, or if you, even if you don't have a national language, that's a whole other subject. And then it goes into, well, now we have to give Muslims rights because they need to be uh, absolved of the responsibility to obeying these laws that we have in this country. That's, that's how the slope starts. Well, then to what standard can they be held? If you now can give them special rights because they are Muslim, because they follow a specific religion, which spits in the face of civilized society, certainly of of a civilized society in the form of a constitutional republic as the United States, how do you tell them no? How do you tell them if you're a multiculturalist haven like France or the U.K.? How do you tell them, well, no, you can have this right because you're Muslim, but you can't hit your wives. You can have – well, you can have this right because you're Muslim, but you know what? You don't get to uh, abuse gay people. You, you can have this right because you're French-Canadian. We're going to give you that right because that's, that's, a, that's a separate culture, right? We're going to recognize your culture individually. Yeah, You should have the right to create your own laws, Quebec, as a province. You should be able to ban English signs. You should be able to ban English menus. You should be able to put Dan's Diner out of business because of apostrophe S. If you want to do that in your province, go ahead and do that because you're a different culture. Again, it's not about provincial rights versus national rights. These rights are given in the name of multiculturalism. How do you say, you can do that because you're French-Canadian, and then, well, what about us? We want to beat our wives. No, you can't do that. Why not? Well, because it goes against our laws. What they're doing is, but they're French. So that's the problem with multi. Either you are all American, with our country, I'm obviously relating it back to the United States. Either you all fall under this melting pot. You all say, okay, I'm coming to this country. I want to be a part of the greatest experiment that the world has ever known. And that experiment is America. No one else has done it like this before. Either you say, I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of America, so I am now an American, or you don't. Not, I want to come to America because they have their crap together, and I really want to be a part of that, but really, I want to bring my laws over. So America, I like the technology, I like the freedom, I like the food, I like the diversity. Not too big on not being allowed to beat my wife. What can you do for me? What do you got, America? Well, the UK said, here, here's, here's a Sharia court, and then saw 84 more and said, oh and, oh, and by the way, here, there you go, 85 Sharia courts. Is there not a British court? Is there not an English court? Shouldn't there just be court? How about a tennis court? Yeah, I don't, well, it'd be hard to move in that gear as a Muslim, for a woman. When I think tennis, I think women's tennis. Oh, me too. I don't 
I don't think I don't think Under Armour is making cool technology microfiber burgers. <laughs> I don't think that that's a thing yet. But uh, I don't know. I could be wrong. The point is, at the end of the day, uh, what night court, night Sharia court, night French Canadian court, night Hindu court. There should be courts. There should be laws. There is a legal system in place. In the United States, that includes rights for everybody. Women, gay, Jew, Christian. Also, the right to free speech. By the way, Sharia law, Muhammad, the Quran, free speech is not a part of their... It doesn't exist. It's not a part of their laws. So you start this with multiculturalism, and you end up with exacerbated terrorism. Don't let that happen here. Louder with Crowder. If you're anything like me, you enjoy a good glass of wine. But finding the right kind can be a hassle. Or maybe you want to buy a nice bottle as a gift but don't know where to start. That's where Simplified Wine comes in. Simplified Wine makes buying good wine simple. Just call 844-297-WINE, where a qualified sommelier will take your information budget, send you a curated list, and then wine straight to your door. It's just that simple. By the way, they also have a price match guarantee, so it's not only the easiest way to get great wine, but the least expensive. All you do is call Simplified Wine at 844-297-WINE. That's 844-297-WINE. Or don't like phone calls, you can just go to SimplifiedWine.com and hit the Simplify button. Same thing, just digital. Any wine you want, they can get. Just call Simplified Wine at 844-297-WINE to have the best wine at the best price delivered straight to your door. Guaranteed. What could possibly be simpler? Call Simplified Wine today. 844-297-WINE. 844-297-WINE. 